Hello and welcome to Cup of Tea with UHB Charity, a hospital charity podcast that focuses on inspiring stories from our NHS staff and patients from across our hospitals in Birmingham. I am your host, Ella Igledon. Make sure to tune in each Friday for a new episode. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, please send an email to charities at uhb.nhs.uk. I would love to hear from you. This week, trainee clinical photographer Luke joins me to talk about his fascinating role within the NHS. And no, it's not just about taking a quick picture, which I think a lot of people assume when you have a creative role. At the end of the day, you're there to kind of photograph the condition. You kind of think that this patient is also frightened and worried. So I think you kind of look at the, you kind of feel the, the atmosphere and just photograph the patient and just think, these these pictures are maybe going to change their life yeah it's really helpful towards their their treatment luke talks to me about how he got into the nhs and projects he is most proud of as well as what he actually gets up to day to day luke is also planning on doing some fundraising for uhb charity next year which will be great to get him on board with so keep an eye out for that And before we get in with this episode, I wanted to bring to your attention some exciting news for your Friday, or whatever day you decide to listen to this on. We are excited to announce an extra special lottery draw on August the 12th, where there will be a bumper first prize of £3,000, a second prize of £100, a third and fourth prize of £50, and a fifth and sixth prize of £10. Buy your tickets to be in with a chance of winning an amazing cash prize. First place cash prize kindly sponsored by Wesleyan and tickets must be purchased by 12pm Wednesday the 10th of August to be entered. Draw will take place at UHB Charity on Friday the 12th of August and it's over 18s only. So to take part go to hospitalcharity.org forward slash shop forward slash product forward slash summer bumper draw. It is also posted across our social media platforms if you search for UHB Charity. I know that's quite a lot to remember. So best of luck with that and definitely get involved if you can. So thank you for joining me today, Luke. Luke is a clinical photographer who works at the NHS, which is really exciting because I don't know anything about that type of department. So it's going to be really interesting to have a conversation about you and how others um, can get involved in your line of work. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you got into clinical photography and kind of your background? Yeah, sure. So I uh, was finishing my degree last year. Um, obviously, we had to start looking for various uh, postgrad jobs. Um, I came across clinical photography. I've always been quite fascinated with what the NHS do. Mm-hmm. and I've always been interested about um, different TV shows about um, the NHS um, and different medical work. I just started looking on the NHS uh, jobs website, what a medical photographer does day-to-day basis. And um, so I just kept applying for different roles. Um, there was a few like band five and some trainees. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have obviously any experience in the medical side of things, but I was quite lucky enough to get an interview for here down at U- uh, University Hospitals Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to receive a phone call back the same day, but they were quite impressed with how much knowledge I had of 
the medical side of things, mm. um, even though I'd never been in this kind of field before. They ended up offering me bank full time to start with, which is where I am now, luckily, to still be going. Yeah, definitely. And I was saying to Luke before we started recording how amazing it is to be offered a job that soon after graduating as well in something that you actually want to do. Because I feel like a lot of graduates really struggle to get into that industry that they've trained in. So to get your foot in the door straight away must have felt amazing. Like all your hard work's actually paid off very, very fast. Absolutely. I mean, I wasn't really expecting it, to be honest. It was such a great feeling though that I've always wanted to go into was so quickly and I didn't really expect to get into it so fast. Definitely. And what university did you train um, I studied at um, the University of Derby. Funnily enough, I found out um, not long after starting here at UHP that a few of my colleagues actually went to the same university. So it was great to share some previous experiences of going to the same uni and what we learn and definitely experiencing how we can help each other as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for all of my colleagues. And have you always been interested in photography? Like, was this your kind of dream role or did you just decide after school, I actually would like to train, go to uni and do photography? Yeah, I've always been interested in photography since uh, my teenage years. I started off with um, one of my dad's old cameras and it was uh, it just started to turn into a big hobby really, which led on to me going to get a course at college, doing photography. Ended up getting decent enough grades to get to university, then graduating from university and then not expecting to be where I am now, to be honest, so far. So you've said you've only been in this role since December, so still relatively new. What sort of things does a clinical photographer actually do? What do your weeks, what do your typical working days look like? So a lot of the time we work on the wards. Um, We work in the studio. A lot of the the ward stuff is um, photographing things like pressure sores, burns, eczema, different things like that. We also have studio patients, which can range from different types of lesion, uh, NII cases, different cases for the police, all kinds of things like that. We also run teledermatology studio, which is um, something that started up during COVID um, to help the dermatology consultants make the uh, process of the dermatology run a lot quicker and get patients seen a lot quicker, which is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll photograph the patient's lesions, which will then be seen a lot quickly by the consultant, whether they're benign or not. And that sounds really interesting. It sounds like you do something different every day with different types of patients. But do you find that quite difficult, the types of stuff that you're seeing? Are you do you kind of have training in that, like to prepare yourself? You might see something that's quite hard for other people to want to photograph them. I know that you you probably already have this knowledge because you've gone into this job role, but was that something that you found quite hard to adjust to? I think at first it was kind of some of the things um I knew kind of what I was expecting to see on a regular basis. But I think as as you you start to pick up that this is what I've seen on telly, this is what I've seen in books, and you kind of just become used to what you're seeing on a regular basis, that this is normal for everyone else working in the hospital. So you kind of get used to um, what you're seeing. You definitely can't be scared of blood or anything like that yeah, in this sure kind of role. No, absolutely not. Well, they're um, changing career. <laughs> um, I think seeing some things at first was frightening and you kind of but i think when especially over time you just get used to it and if there is a certain situation that has worried you or that's brought up some previous event from your past you you've got 
a great team. I've got a great team and supportive colleagues that are always there to talk about problems that you may have faced during the day. Mm-hmm. And how big did you say your team was? We've got about 20 to 30 people in our department, which is across all four sites. If anyone ever needs help in any particular in any particular project, we're always there to help each other through um, different things. Do you work together kind of independently? Is it kind of a mixture of teamwork and working independently? A mixture of um, independent and uh, teamwork usually. So during like studio and awards, uh, we'll independently go out and different things like that. But if anything, anyone needs help with um, editing photos and things like that, we're always on hand to help each other in person and through digitally, whether we need help with any different types of work as a team. Mm-hmm. And the types of photographs you do then, is this purely for the doctor's files or does your work kind of go anywhere else? So usually we help the photograph the patients and different types of lesions especially in the teledermatology clinic um, which helps speeds up so they get to know results a lot quicker um, all down due to like skin cancers and things and it just makes them a bit more reassured that they know they're going to get a lot sooner by a dermatologist it just picks up and helps the dermatologist workflow a lot better a lot of the pictures we use are for medical records only just to help document what's going on and if their condition is improving over time yeah that's it really Mm -hmm. a lot of the photos also may get used for teaching purposes okay um to help other dermatologists and other nurses and things to really um look at different um aspects of problems that the patient may be facing and helping them along the way and learning new lesions and learning new problems Mm -hmm. And with the patients, do you kind of have any contact with them? Like, do you talk to them or is your role literally just to go in and take photos? Like, do you have to kind of be reassuring or is that kind of all left to the nurses and doctors to deal with? Yeah, we're, we're not um, usually allowed to do much manual handling with a yeah. patient. We're quite communicating with a patient that how we're going to photograph them. Are they fully aware of the situation of what's going on? And just, just making sure that they've signed for the right consent and making sure that they're really knowing what's going on to really help with the process Mm -hmm. and just reassuring them that everything's going to be all right at the end of the day really definitely and what's kind of the most rewarding aspect of your job or your favorite part of the job i know that you're getting to do something that you trained in and you loved but is there anything that has stood out for you i think a lot of the things that's quite rewarding is um i do remember photographing one pr job for uh, the neonates team okay that was some nurses that won a, a UNICEF award. Uh, the UNICEF ceremony is, I think it's uh, November, so the images are getting used for the UNICEF ceremony. Oh, amazing. There's different pictures that of PR jobs that get used in the Trust website and things like that, which is definitely quite rewarding to see your pictures out there. Yeah, definitely. It's I think another on the aspect of the patient side is I think dealing with like dementia patients and things and making sure that they're reassured. You're always on hand to really be able to use the images and really help the patient along the way and get them the treatment they need. Mm -hmm. In terms of kind of career progression, what sort of roles can you go into following the role that you're in now? So currently as a trainee, I I would be willing to go on to the postgraduate course to do to become a fully qualified uh, clinical photographer. It's based digitally and maybe online and a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it goes through Staffordshire Uni and you have to do a one-year postgraduate course um, as, as well as obviously completing your uh, general photography degree or any related degree um, yeah. to be a clinical photographer. Okay, sounds very, very interesting. Do you need any sort of qualifications to get into clinical photography? Do you have to have a degree in photography? Yeah, so to actually become a trainee in the first place, you do actually have uh, to be degree in photography or relation to kind of... Um, I know one of my colleagues at QE has got a um, degree in um, some form of science. Okay. Um, so, but she also obviously knows a lot about photography and Definitely. Um, fully qualified band six now. So. Mm-hmm. Do you think anything particularly helped you to stand out on your application? Did you have lots of like work placement experience? Did you have a portfolio that you could showcase? Because if someone's listening that is really interested in getting a role in clinical photography, what do you think helped you stand out? So I think what helped stand, make me stand out was um, the fact that obviously I've got my degree and had a great portfolio of, I've previously shot a lot of uh, portrait and macro work. Yeah. Um, a lot of kind of uh, photographing lesions and things. There's a lot of like close-ups and making sure you really get the detail of uh, different patient conditions. Um, really making sure that you've definitely got great lighting within your portfolio. I think as well, it's just having that, even though you might not be in a work placement or anything like that in the medical side of things. I mean, it's really having that background knowledge as well and really maybe making sure you do a bit of research on what clinical photography actually is mm-hmm. through the NHS website. There's also a major website, an institute, which is the Institute of Medical Illustrators. Yeah. Um, that's used for like graphics, uh, video and photography, which is all based around um, different awards and different resources for um, medical illustration and photographers, mm-hmm. and different things like that. Each year there's also um, a competition where you can enter your clinical images into the IMI Awards, uh, which I've also entered some of my images and that's, that will also be quite rewarding. Yeah, if I do definitely. Anything like that. Definitely. And in terms of fundraising, do you want to talk a little bit about, have you done fundraising in the past or is this something that you definitely want to uh, do in the future? done uh, previous fundraising for myself through different charities before I joined the Trust and a fair few uh, mental health charities. I also got into running through uh, fundraising for a young lad that uh, died in my uh, school in primary school for oh, okay. a brain tumour. Yeah. Um, so that was quite interesting to raise money for. Yeah, definitely. And are you planning, did you say, to do something for UHB charity next year? Or yeah, is it something you want to do this um, year? I do a lot of running in my spare time when I'm not doing any photography. So um, I'm planning to run um, Manchester Marathon again next year and just try and raise as much money as I can for mm. UHB charity, really. Is there any particular department that you'd want that money to go to? Or are you pretty happy with whatever um, the money was spent on? Is there anything that's like close to your heart? Not particularly. I think any any particular department would be really grateful of the money. I have had a few um, family members that have suffered with like heart conditions and yeah. things like that. So that would be really brilliant to get some money raised for different things like that for the area. If you could describe what working at the NHS is like to anyone else, how would you describe your job? It's definitely so rewarding. Uh, you come home at the end of the day knowing that you've really benefited to someone's life and mm-hmm. how they could definitely become more more well and obviously really 
help their condition and really hope they improve over time. I think really talking to patients and just knowing that there's someone there for them to talk to as well, it's not just photographing them, but having that conversation with them really sparks the day, making someone's day. Definitely. And just having that beneficial thing towards someone's treatment and hoping they really get better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think, sorry, just going back to, because you mentioned how rewarding it is to work with people that have dementia and things. Did you find that quite hard when you first started working with people like that to learn the best way to kind of communicate with them and do your job effectively so you wouldn't worry them or? I think so. I think you kind of pick up that you have to treat um, dementia and patients like that in such a certain manner that they don't get so confused with situations Mm -hmm. and especially people that may have had a stroke and different things like that. Um, there's even things like um, language barriers and yeah. different things like that. And people, I think you kind of have to take a step back and just realise you're in a situation where you need to slow down mm-hmm. and just make sure that they're fully understanding what kind of treatment they're going through with you as a photographer as well. Yeah, and I think this is all things people probably have no idea about because as soon as you say you're a photographer, they're just thinking that you're taking a picture of someone, not realising that there is that social element as well that you need to make whoever you're photographing feel comfortable because if you don't, then they're going to be really difficult for you to work with and for you to get the best outcome of. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting to learn about different roles. So thank you so much for educating me because, as I said, I had no no idea what a clinical photographer does and it sounds really interesting that you get to work with so many different types of patients and knowing that you're making a difference every day, which is amazing. I forgot to mention, sorry. Yeah, so no, you of course. also get to work in um, things like... I'm yet to work in there, but different things like theatres, yeah. um, which... I'd really love to um really looking forward to doing my training and things like that there's also things like eye clinic which is really interesting because i've been through a lot of eye clinic through myself mm. as a child obviously i was a patient growing up so being on the other side of the aspect of yeah. actually being able to do um photograph people's eyes on a different aspect of knowing how it feels to really have your eyes examined is really a different aspect of how it comes across and mm. the real uh, detail of different conditions within the eyes and different things like that, I think, really. Definitely. And that's really reassuring for patients as well when you can say, I actually understand yeah, how, like, what you're going through. Yeah, I, think I think it breaks down like that awkwardness with anyone straight away as well. And a lot of the NHS staff, NHS staff that I've spoken to always seem to have some sort of story of why they join the NHS and usually they were either a patient they understand what someone's going through or maybe it's a family or a friend that's been through something and it's inspired them to want to do that as well which is incredible. At the end of the day you're there to kind of photograph the condition and you kind of think that this patient is also frightened and worried so I think you kind of look at the you kind of feel the, the atmosphere and just photograph the patient and just think these these pictures are maybe going to change their life yeah Yeah, yeah. it's really helpful towards their their treatment i think as well as the patient experience it's really helpful and rewarding that we also get to photograph a lot of what i find really interesting is um we we did a bit of a i did a bit of a work Mm. on a project a couple of months ago uh, more or less back when i first started so it was really interesting to find more about the hospital 
Uh, it was a project based all about photographs of different members of staff okay. and different departments across the hospital. I remember going to QE, uh, Heartlands, just to photograph different people from Porters to mm. uh, different people in endoscopy and even people like the people in the cath that serve up these talented people their meals every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, from learning the stuff behind the scenes that I never knew were in endoscopy from how they they do their job mm. to them learning from my job and it just shows that great communication between staff and how helpful these different people mm. are that really uh, really help you along the way really. Mm. And that's really interesting as well that you can kind of explore what other departments do because it's I find it fascinating when I interview NHS staff or go into the ward and actually see what they do it's it's amazing so I can imagine that gives you a lot of job satisfaction doing something different every day and learning actually these people do an incredible job like you don't realize unless you actually see it yourself yeah so th there's so much that us individuals don't actually know that goes on behind the scenes i think you know different people think that oh you know you're going for a, a general appointment or this and that or having an operation but there's so much backstory to it and mm -hmm. there's so many different images and things that can really show how fighting this may be and i think at the end of the day it's just how the fact that different people in different roles are really courageous and i mean i remember photographing for this project mm. um, and i remember saying to them that we're doing a bit of a project photographing like different members of staff yeah um, and different people of how they do their day-to-day -day role as well as experiencing what i do um, and as well as that, I was it was it was kind of frightening at the same time going to ask them because I knew at the same time that they would be ridiculously busy and they might not want me interrupting yeah. uh, what was going on. But they were extremely helpful and they really wanted to take part in this project and really wanted to showcase how busy A and E was, mm -hmm. and, um, just documenting how busy they are and just how they get through a day to day without having going through and just being able to commit to helping these patients. Um, I remember some of these staff were just so helpful that they even went out their way to take pictures and mm. uh, things like that, really. Yeah, they, they are amazing. And you've mentioned, obviously, about that sort of project where you're photographing different staff members. So do you work on lots of different projects or like where did those ideas come from are you able to go to your like manager and say this is something i think we should do we're working on a project called the jigsaw project currently um, which is we're trying to photograph nearly every member of staff across all sites of the trust and uh, just kind of documenting what can really go about uh, how well these staff members have worked and just mm -hmm. commemorating that they should all be part of this great artwork, I think, really. Yeah. Um, and it just being displayed at each site, I think, as well as that, I think, you know, if there's an idea towards a project, I think it's always great to really mention it and something exciting. I think, obviously, at the end of the day, the patients are more of the important people and mm -hmm. trying to really get the best images you can to support their treatment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That will be really impactful. So where did you say that's going now? Project um, so that will go like, across all four sites and just um, across each side of the um, across each site and maybe the main entrance or something okay. like that really just yeah. to really show 
all the patients as well, all these members of staff that have worked really hard during mm. COVID and stuff like that. That'd be really impactful and it must be great like for yourself when that is available to see the work that you've done as well and the difference it'll make. I'm sure lots of people will want to stop and actually look at it because it'll be really impactful. So yeah, sounds really rewarding. And is this a typical like nine to five job? Is it kind of shift work? Is it- yeah, so our usual hours are like nine till five. A few members of staff work till six o'clock just mm-hmm. to help get the work done and make sure images are sent off to um, all consultants and things like that. Usually we just work Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, and then we pick up most of the work on a Monday. Bank holiday one is always quite difficult because we're quite <laughs> overloaded after yeah. a bank holiday due to a lot of um, a lot of work and things. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about your role. It does sound fascinating. I think people will now realise that it's not just about taking photos and a quick snap. It actually makes a huge difference and there's a lot more to it. So I really appreciate you for coming on and wanting to talk. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. A huge thank you to Luke for sharing his story. And if you've made it this far, thank you. Please, can you leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? That would be much appreciated. And I'll be back same time next week. See you then.